Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We continue to work through some of the miracles of Jesus and this is our final podcast on John chapter 6 and verses 1 to 15. Again in a moment I'm going to read the passage through and today I'm also going to add in verse 35 where Jesus speaks of himself as the bread of life. The title of the reflection is The Miracle of Salvation and wonderfully we are pointed to Jesus Christ. As we begin with prayer today, I want to just think of the words of someone called Sundar Singh who was an Indian believer who had a great focus on Christ and he was once asked, what have you found in Christianity? And he said, what I have found is Christ. He was asked again, okay, but what new principle have you found? What new way of living? And he said again, the answer is Christ. Let's have that same focus on Christ as we come to him in prayer now. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the wonderful salvation that you have given to us. And we thank you that as Sunder Singh reminds us, in a very real sense, Christianity is Christ. Thank you that you are our Lord and our Saviour. And today we pray that you would help us to be more full of you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us to follow you more nearly and more dearly today. We lift our prayers to you as we come to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So John 6 and verses 1 to 15 and then on to verse 35. Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing those who were ill. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to them, to those who were seated, 
as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they'd all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. And on to verse 35. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Well, the third miracle from this passage is the miracle of salvation. And the text clearly shows us that the miracle that Jesus performs has a deep and powerful meaning. It points not just to God's physical provision, but to God's provision of salvation. We notice in verse 4 that this miracle took place at the time of Passover. And as Jesus breaks the bread and gives thanks, there is surely an echo of the Lord's Supper, the service of communion, where the bread is broken and the wine is poured out. The Last Supper, which took place at the time of Passover, pointing forward to the death of Jesus. And Jesus makes that absolutely explicit in verse 35. I am the bread of life, he says. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus satisfies completely those who come to him in repentance and faith. He is the bread of life, the very stuff of life for our hearts, for our souls, for our minds, indeed for our bodies. He gives us salvation. And the breaking of the bread reminds us of the cost of this to Jesus. The people wanted to come and make him king by force, but they would have to see that Jesus would be a different king, one who goes to the cross, one who dies in loneliness and pain and isolation, one whose body is in a sense broken and his blood poured out for you and me. There are three applications that I want to make today. And the first is to thank God for his salvation. If you have received, if you have believed, if you know Jesus as the bread of life for you, the eternal God, then give thanks to him, remembering what it cost to win salvation for you. 
Secondly, if you've not received this, if you've not reached out to Jesus, then receive him now. He wants to be the bread of life to you, someone who satisfies your deep and most important needs. When we eat bread, when we're hungry, we are satisfied. And the life of discipleship is deeply satisfying. Yes, it is challenging. Yes, it is difficult. Yes, it is tough. But Jesus wants to forgive you for the wrong things that you've done. He wants to give you new life. He wants to bring fresh power into your life. He wants to give you eternal life. All of that is on offer from the one who calls himself the bread of life. Reach out and receive him today in the imagery of this passage. Eat and have your fill for Jesus wants to satisfy you. And the third application, which is linked to the first two, is to be satisfied in him. The image of Jesus as the bread of life, as the provider, shows that he is deeply satisfying. Sometimes we seek our satisfaction as Christian people in other things, in material possessions, in worldly wealth. We get stuck down the blind alley of consumerism. We may become focused on other things, on sports, and maybe even on family in a very narrow and selfish way. None of these things really are bad in themselves, although consumerism and materialism should be avoided. And yet when the good becomes God in our lives, we find that we are not satisfied. Rather, the call is to be satisfied in Jesus, in him alone, to look through the gifts that he gives to the giver, who is Christ himself. If you're a Christian, then I encourage you to join with me in the resolution to be deeply satisfied in him, to press on to know him through his word and by his spirit, to know him in our experience day by day. This is the miracle of salvation and it is the road to satisfaction, true and lasting satisfaction for each one of us. Let's turn these thoughts into prayer as we come to God. Lord, we praise you and worship you that Jesus is the bread of life. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you that you came and that you want to bring about in our hearts that miracle of salvation, the greatest miracle, O Lord. Not just bread that satisfies for a few days, but bread that is eternal, that satisfies forever. Lord, if we've not tasted and seen that you are good, help us to do that right now turning to you in faith, receiving you as the one who saves us 
and as Lord of our lives. And if we have tasted and seen, Lord, we want to taste more. Lord, we want to be deeply satisfied in you. And so, Lord, we pray that you would feed us by your word and by your spirit. We pray that we would pursue you, that we would long for your presence, for your working in our lives, that we would long to know you more. Thank you that you reveal yourself to those who seek you. Lord, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever it is, we seek you, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.